Discipleship on Purpose podcast. Welcome to the Discipleship on Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. Thanks for tuning in. Here we are kicking off episode two, and our topic of discussion is discipleship ownership. And I really want to get after um, what does it look like to take ownership of your discipleship. And I want you to either at least hopefully give you some ideas or some things to think about in your current stations that God has called you and where can you make progress or where are you failing? I mean, so I think that this will be a great um, second episode and I do pray and hope that you are encouraged and that it actually spurs you on to love and good deeds. Um, So in terms of like a starting point, uh, let us consider uh, this question, what is um, your salvation for? Um, how would you answer that question? I remember a time in my life when um, I thought that, you know, Jesus coming was to save sinners from their, you know, sin, to basically to to take them to heaven. Meaning, um, I didn't think that it mattered what you did in this life. I thought, you know, Jesus came, he died for sinners, like like we can do whatever we want to do because I mean he's taking care of it all and as I and once the Lord saved me and I started reading God's word I really came to realize that that that's just a messed up mindset um you know but there are a lot of people out there who think that Jesus is just a rescue from sin you know they might think of it as like he came so if I just you know believe him and that he, he came to die for my sins, then it doesn't really matter what I do, and I'll get to go to heaven. But that is not what the Bible teaches. Um, and I think that um, one, one idea that we should think about in regards to um, the purpose of our salvation is that, don't you find it interesting that Jesus did not take us home at the point of salvation? I mean, if this life didn't matter, why not just take us to glory right away? Why have to... Why have go go through all this trouble in this life? So um, that that is something for you to to chew on, uh, because while this is while while we're in this world, this is not our home. And so, in order to kind of you know push the envelope a little further, I want to read Titus two eleven through thirteen, which is for the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passion and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age. And so when it comes to ownership in your discipleship, like God has you here, he's training you, he's using this present age as a means to conform you to be more like him, but ultimately preparing you for glory when he brings you home. So how you handle this present age matters and and in in this present age what what is your what is the purpose of this training like well it boils down to one word obedience you know god has called us and we are called to obey him all that he has commanded we're we're encouraged to help one another in that process too Um, but you know so when it comes to measuring your progress and and to know if you're making real progress as a disciple of Jesus Christ, what you want to reflect on and think about is what's going on in this present age, where you are, 
in your character, your home, your marriage, your place of employment, your church community, even the community of where you live, um, anything and everything would, would, would give you some kind of insight on how are you doing at obedience to Jesus Christ in all the areas that he has given you in regards to relationships and responsibilities. So the question is, is are you owning your discipleship? Are you taking responsibility for it? Um, Titus 1.1, Paul says, um, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, for the sake of the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth, which accords with godliness. I actually like the NIV here, which says their knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness. So on one level, you know, if you're going to church, taking notes, you know, getting good truth nuggets, that's, that's good and dandy. But Paul here is saying that if you really are getting truth, it's going to lead to godliness. So truth is, you know, the gospel and the truth of God's word, it's, it's going to be working out through your hands and your feet. And it's going to be making an impact not only, not only in your own life, but in the lives of those around you. Truth that does not cause you to be godly and growing in your character and responsibilities is damning. There will be people in hell that could quote a lot of Bible. Truth ought to lead to making an impact on godliness. And what does it mean for the truth to lead to godliness? Well, just mature Christian character. Um, consider Titus 2. There's a whole bunch of stuff in there that, I mean, just that. I mean, there's way more, but... That, that should give you enough to chew on. It tells you, um, you know, he's telling Titus to teach what accords with sound um, doctrine. Well, that is like character, like how you handle things, what you do um, with your hands and your feet. So think about this last year. I mean, we're wrapping up 2019. Uh, what has been the fruit of the truth you have? Um, how has that uh, increased uh, godliness in your own life? And, and how have you used that truth to stir on your brothers and sisters to, to take ownership in their own discipleship? Um, you know, on, on one level, people are really good at pointing out the problems and sins and failures of others. In fact, they, you know, they're really good. I mean, it's almost like they see it as a virtue, and it's not. Um, but the call is for you to pick up your cross and follow Jesus Christ, regardless of how, how, of how others are following Jesus or not. So it doesn't matter on their end what they're doing or not doing. But what does matter is you. You've got to take full responsibility of your own discipleship. You've got to follow Jesus Christ with a whole heart commitment. And I can tell you that this will disrupt the status quo discipleship mindset. I mean, when you think about your mindset and attitude about what's going on in your current present age, I mean, it could be work. I mean, do you find yourself just, you know, running from problems um, or running from things that are difficult? Well, those are opportunities to grow in godliness, to, to take ownership and to actually dominate and to um, get after it in a way that glorifies God and, um, and helps your neighbor. I often have a little alarm that goes off in the morning time to remind me of what pursuing excellence means. And it says, um, excellence is pursuing God's glory and your neighbor's good, which that's great. It's, it's a constant reminder every day of what um, I ought to be doing in my discipleship, no matter where I'm at. 
Um, and so you must be a leader in your own discipleship. Um, you will get more of what you create and allow. So it, whether it's in a relationship or whether it's in um, a responsibility, you know, you know, you have got to find a way to get better at handling those things that are hard. Uh, this life comes with a ton of opportunities to learn and grow. And so whining and complaining and, uh, you know, bickering and, and, and running and avoiding, uh, those just are not going to get you to where you need to be. Um, you, you, God wants to use these things to conform you into the image of his son, Jesus Christ. Um, you know, obviously this gets to the mindset of, man, I just want to go to heaven. You know, well, yeah, most people want to go to heaven because they don't want to deal with the pr trouble. They don't want to take responsibility and ownership of what's going on. Um, I mean, on one level, even like consider uh, husbands, your wife, you are responsible for leading her, for helping her grow and for, and you're going to be held accountable for that. You know, so how are you helping your wife get better at, at, at uh, her discipleship? Um, so as Christians, we got to lead up, which means, you know, be a Christian that is set apart for Jesus in your character and discipleship as an example to those watching. We are always teaching, you know, whatever you're doing, people are getting something out of it. And hopefully they're getting an idea of what it looks like to take ownership of your discipleship. Because if you are being steadfast, if you're being faithful, they see that. Maybe they'll be convicted. Maybe they won't. But you running and avoiding is, is telling people that you actually are, are really not being faithfully committed to Jesus Christ. So before I leave, I want to actually, you know, give you a battle plan for the following week. You know, I would encourage you to take time to reflect on what God is trying to teach you in this present age. Um, if you're not sure what lessons God has enrolled you in, that's okay. I would just start looking at, you know, past or current problems, things that you have not dealt with or taken care of, um, things that you are, are continually coming up. And I often am reminded of the uh, spiritual radar, you know, like the, or light, you know, you know, every time there's something that happens, I mean, th there's always something to learn. And so these, these, um, these things, when they have problems in life, it, it's just a, it's a reminder that, you know, hopefully you see it as, uh, the problems as, a, as an opportunity to be godly and growing. And so how you handle them is either going to build up your character or tear your character down. Um, you need to be making sure that you are you're either reading or listening to your Bible daily. Um, you want to be, um, you want to pray for, for God's help in your, in your times of trouble. And Hebrews 4.16 is a, is a great reminder of, of going to him for grace and, and he will give it. Um, if you desire to be faithful to Jesus, uh, do not run from your problems. Get after them. God wants to help you. You just need to, to humble yourself and ask God to give you strength and wisdom to, to, to work through these um, difficult situations that you might have in your life. You know, you, the daily reminder is also to confess and repent of your sins. And uh, remember 1 John 1, 9, which God promises that if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you um, of, of your sins and to, uh, to increase your righteousness, you know, which he gives you. So like as you're confessing, that should be leading to a more righteous, more godly life. Um, if you are confessing and it's not going anywhere, like you have to really ask yourself, there, you know, check your heart. There, there, see, there might be a problem in your heart. You know, and some other things to consider as you take ownership, especially of, of your sin um, in this life. 
Um, like, are you asking other people for forgiveness when you've wronged them? I mean, when's the last time you've asked somebody that you sinned against for forgiveness? Or when's the last time you actually took ownership for your sin before somebody said something to you? I mean, Christians have the Holy Spirit, and that is a, a good um, uh, a good way to, you know, if you're listening to the Holy Spirit, uh, you should you should know where you wronged somebody, or you, like you should be having a hard time in your own heart. I remember when I first got saved, uh, I would have a hard time telling um, my installers down in Federal Way, our store down there, they would want it like I think it was they wanted to 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 use the dumpster, and oftentimes they would just get really upset because um, we we wouldn't want them to use the dumpster because it wasn't for um, subcontractors, it was for house installers, and so. Um, Oftentimes I would um, I would lie or make something up to just avoid you know just being true to the situation, and um, it, it just got to a point where I, the Holy Spirit convicted me and I just I couldn't it was so hard to to actually lie, and so I ended up just starting to tell the truth and the Lord worked that out. It, I just I had to learn how to handle that situation and think about how could I approach it in a way that would be clear to the, that person and and be able to hopefully you know tell them. The, how how we had to do things as a company, you know. But you know, if, if you are continually not taking care, taking responsibility or ownership of where you you need to grow, um, that's going to hinder your your growth. So um, where do you need to make war on your life and fight your sin? Um, what things do you need to make right that you have put off because you're not following Jesus with a whole heart? I mean discipleship ownership you have got to be committed to jesus christ uh it, the call like i said is to pick up your cross follow him at any cost are you willing to lay down your life for him um, because if we're if we're not living if we're not willing to lay down our life we're not going to be committed to him we're, we're not going to be making choices that are going to honor his name or glorify him in fact we're going to live a life that we're ashamed of him and that's not what his people are called to so we we have got to be bold and courageous as we take ownership of our discipleship and uh, and look at these situations that are difficult and realize this is an opportunity to glorify god and to help your neighbor and for you because you are going to benefit from, from it the most. You know, running from anything is going to just hinder your progress. So let all that Christ has commanded bother you in such a way that it trains and leads you to being godly and growing in your discipleship. So wherever it is, get after it. And you know what? Go get some ownership in your discipleship.